Welcome to the Healthy Celiac Podcast. I'm your host, Belinda from belindawheelan.com, and here you will learn to live your very best life with celiac disease. Now, we are going to be talking all about health-related topics because you, my friend, are more than just a woman with celiac disease. Welcome to the show. Hello, welcome, welcome back to the show. Now, on today's episode, I want to talk with you about something that I personally have found to be super simple, but it's not something that everyone is doing. So this is this is something I thought that I needed to share. And it's basically about cooking food from recipes or changing recipes that aren't necessarily gluten-free. Now, I have seen people throw out all of their cookbooks and go out and purchase gluten-free cookbooks because they thought they couldn't use their old cookbooks anymore, when this is not true. We just need to learn how to adapt those recipes and change them to become gluten-free. Now, when we cook, it's it's as simple as sometimes just swapping out a few ingredients or just finding a gluten-free version of that ingredient. You know, it doesn't it doesn't always have to be a specific gluten-free recipe. The only exception to this I would say would be when it comes to baking. I think baking is a science and when it comes to baking, we do need to use the recipes that are gluten-free. I don't mess around with those recipes as much because I find that, like I said, it is a science and when you get those quantities messed up, it can be a little bit trickier. So when it comes to baking, yes, gluten-free recipes are incredible and I, yeah, I prefer to use the gluten-free recipes. But when we're talking about cooking, cooking is a whole nother ball game. Cooking is something that we get to play around with. We can use our uniqueness. We can change flavors up. We can add different things into other people's recipes to make them our own, whether we want something spicier or milder or, you know, more vegetables in it. We can completely change those types of recipes. Whereas baking, things like, you know, cupcakes and cakes and cookies and things like that, they're a little bit trickier to play around with when it comes to different flours and ingredients. So let's talk today about cooking. All right, so my main example that I wanted to give you was with my pasta sauce because I shared this on Instagram recently and had quite a few people ask for my recipe. And it's funny because I don't really think of my pasta sauce as a recipe. It's just something that I've always made. And even before I got diagnosed with celiac disease, it's the same recipe. It's just tweaked a little bit. So when I make my pasta sauce, I make it from scratch. I've never been one to buy a jar of pasta sauce because I believe you can make it from scratch and have so much more flavor in it. And, and basically, it's like I said, it's just changing a few things out in that recipe. So what we do is we use minced meat for our, our pasta sauce. So let's just say you were making up a big batch of pasta sauce. You would cook up some crushed garlic. So we use fresh garlic. We crush up the garlic, pop it in the pan with some olive oil, chop up an onion. So dice that up, pop that in there, cook it up. And also some bacon. So we throw in a few rashes of diced up bacon, throw that in, cook it all through, gives it lots of flavour. We used to put carrot in, 
My son is very funny. He does not like cooked carrot. He only likes raw carrots. So we no longer bother doing that. He eats so much fruit and vegetables that we don't really care that we've omitted that from our recipe. But you can, at this stage as well, dice up some carrot and throw in there and cook up with your bacon, onion and garlic. And that gives your pasta sauce a really great base, a really delicious flavour. So once that's all softened and cooked and really delicious, then you want to add your minced meat. And you cook that up. So you cook that until it's browned. And once that's cooked, what we do is we add a jar of passata. So passata sauce is basically just tomatoes. We sometimes use tinned tomatoes. So you can do that either or either. Again, <laughs> another fussy child in my family, my eldest, she doesn't like tomatoes, but she loves anything that's tomato sauce, tomato soup, things like that. And we find that when we use tin tomatoes, it's too chunky for her and she picks it out. Sounds like we have fussy children, but we really don't. They're actually really good. This is just one thing that we found. So in this instance, we prefer to use the posada. So we pour that in. And then we add some other things to it. Sometimes we add red wine. Sometimes we don't. It depends if we've got a bottle open. We don't really always do it. But you can add red wine for a different flavour and give it a bit more depth. And then we add some beef stock to it. So beef stock is my husband's secret ingredient for years. He and I would take it in turns making our pasta sauce. And he's always tasted just that bit better than mine. And I could never put my finger on it. And one day I saw him cooking the pasta sauce and I saw him put beef stock in there and I was like, what is this? What is this secret you've been holding on to for all these years? And it was kind of a little bit evil that he hadn't told me he was doing that. So yeah, beef stock is a great ingredient to add into your pasta sauce. Now, when it comes to beef stock, very simple. We just need to swap out our regular beef stock for a gluten-free version. So always make sure you're using a gluten-free stock. We use a stock powder. I don't believe in using liquids. They're so easy to make from powder that, you know, it's such a waste on the environment to buy the liquid bottles. I don't think that we really need to worry with that. They're no better than using a powdered form or a cube. So if you can find yourself some safe gluten-free stock, we look for a gluten-free and dairy-free one and we use that. So we just put a little bit of that in there to give it the flavour and then we put in some um, dried mixed herbs. Again, just make sure that you're reading labels. So everything that you're putting in there, you're still reading labels and you're making sure that those ingredients are safe and gluten-free. So once we've put the um, mixed herbs and the beef stock in there, we just let it simmer and we let it cook away, let the flavours go through it. Sometimes you need to add a little bit more water. You just kind of check out the consistency. It will completely de depend on your minced meat. I know some of you call it ground beef. So if that makes more sense for you, ground beef or minced meat, it depends on your meat. It depends how much water is in it. Sometimes it's quite watery. So you may or may not need to add water to your to your um your pot so yeah so let it cook for a while you'll need to stir it every now and again and you will find that you have such a flavorsome pasta sauce now none of that matters whether you've used it in the past like i said we used to make this and it was never gluten-free it always had stock in it that had gluten in it and we used to cook it with pasta that was gluten. Whereas now, obviously, we use gluten-free pasta and we use our gluten-free stock and we make sure everything else is safe as well. Or oh, I forgot a key ingredient. And then you also need to put in some tomato paste. 
I have found that some tomato paste do contain gluten and others don't. So that's another thing you do need to make sure that you're not putting any unsafe um, tomato paste, but the tomato paste gives it a really great flavor as well. So a couple of tablespoons of tomato paste to pop in there. Now, once you've cooked up your pasta sauce and you've cooked your pasta and you serve your meal and you've had, you know, whether you've had spaghetti bolognese or you have it with some penne, it doesn't really matter which pasta you have it with, you've got yourself one meal. But what I like to do is I like to cook up a massive batch of this pasta sauce. So I generally will do it with a two kilo amount of meat and then I freeze it in containers and I've got multiple meals because I absolutely love the whole concept of cook once and eat twice or more. And I learned this when I studied nutrition, when I became a health coach. And it was a big thing that they taught was to, to make it really easy on your clients and cook once to eat more than once. So whether that be twice or more, like I said, it saves you time and it saves you energy. And when we cook a meal like this, it doesn't always have to be pasta okay you don't have to use that pasta sauce for pasta so now you've created a really great base for something else okay so you might have that in the freezer for a week and then a week later you might decide that you want to have something like baked potatoes and you use that same delicious pasta sauce on baked potatoes and you have some cheese if you if you're able to eat cheese you can melt some cheese on there some sour cream maybe some chopped up beetroot that might sound weird to you but that's totally something that I do some corn things like that and you've got another completely different meal to what you had originally with the pasta but you're using the same base, right? So you're not only saving yourself time, but you've you've now just got two meals out of that one original meal. Let's go another step further. You could also use that on nachos. So nachos, again, you've got another different meal, similar to the baked potato, but a different meal again, okay? So you could do that a week later and you've had it in the freezer, easy. So these are great to have in a pinch when you're busy or you can't be bothered cooking or you're not well, things like that. It's good to have these types of meals in the freezer as a backup plan. Now, another thing you could do is you could use that pasta sauce for um, making lasagna. Okay, so another pasta dish, but it's different again. So yeah, it's just it's just one of those things that you, you get creative and you stretch out your meals to make different things. So I hope that helps you see that it's not it's not always hard to eat gluten-free. Sometimes I think we get in this mentality that woe is me, it's hard, I don't want to do this, I can't cook enough meals and you need some, you know, some strategies in place to make it easier on yourself. So you might be very new to eating gluten-free and I hope this is helping you see that it's not just you've got to cook every single day and come up with different meals every day. I hope this is helping you see that we've just got to get creative or maybe you've lived with celiac disease for quite some time now and you're a bit overcooking. You're a bit sick of using the same meals over and over again and it gets a little bit repetitive. Get creative. Get in the kitchen and, you know, get on Google and find different recipes. Doesn't always have to be gluten-free. Pull out your recipe book. See what you can adapt. You know, we've got um, recipe books from when my husband and I first met. We've been together over 17 years now. And when we first met, we loved cooking together. We absolutely, that was a thing that we loved to do was to cook and come up with beautiful meals. Our, our cooking has changed a lot since we've had kids. We don't have as much spicy food or as many unique foods, I guess, but 
But that's the beauty of having children, isn't it? We, we change, we adapt, we do things differently when we have kids. But as I was saying, when we first started dating, we cooked together a lot and we used certain cookbooks and we had our favourites and there were certain meals that we absolutely loved to cook. And when I found out that I did have celiac disease, we still cooked many of those meals. We still had many of those favourites, but they weren't in gluten-free cookbooks. They weren't gluten-free if we followed that recipe, but we adapted them and we made sure that they were gluten-free. And when I was first diagnosed with celiac disease, we got rid of all the sources that had gluten in them. We got rid of all the ingredients that had gluten in them that we would use for cooking and baking and things like that because we didn't want to run the risk of if my husband was cooking or even myself, that we would accidentally grab the wrong sauce or grab the wrong paste or grab the wrong ingredient and put into the meal that we were cooking. So that's one thing that we made sure that even though we were cooking a meal that was, you know, in a recipe book that wasn't gluten-free, there wasn't that risk of, oh, whoops, I accidentally put the wrong sauce in there, anything like that. So you can make it easier on yourself by doing these types of things. So I hope that inspires you to expand the way that you're eating and expand the way that you're cooking because it, it doesn't have to be hard. We don't need to make it hard on ourselves. We can we can be gentle on ourselves and we can make it easier. So like I said, cook cook once, eat twice or more and save yourself time in the kitchen and and find your favorites, find the things that you enjoy cooking. And if you have someone else in your life that can can cook for you as well, you know, split it up. Teach each other how to cook different meals. Teach each other what you know, what you value, what you enjoy eating. And it makes it so much more enjoyable because this is a journey. We're all learning. We're all in this together. And and food is such a wonderful part of life. I truly believe that, that eating is such a wonderful experience when we can share it with others. And even in our home with, with our own family, it's such a wonderful experience to sit down each day and eat eat with our families and enjoy that time. So we want we want it to be enjoyable, don't we? We don't want it to be stressful and we don't want it to be hard. So if you can use any of these tips to move forward and enjoy mealtime, then that's wonderful. I'm so happy to hear that. And yeah, I'll leave that with you. And like I said, I hope that's helped. And I will talk with you again next week. You have a wonderful week and I will talk with you then. Take care. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, head to BelindaWheelan.com to get yourself a free copy of my exclusive ebook, 11 Mistakes People Make Going Gluten-Free Living with Celiac Disease.